0: Down, ...was crumpled at his feet, where he'd kicked it off. It was covered with stitched-on rabbits. Beside the heavy wooden cot stood a pile of yellowing newspapers. Harold didn't read very well, but he knew that the papers were called the News Chronicle. Just why his mother kept them, he didn't know. There was another stack downstairs beside the coal fire, those she used to get the fire started in the mornings. Perhaps the pile in his bedroom were destined for the same purpose. He crouched on the end of the bed for long moments, propping the jar of crane flies on the windowsill. The night was still and windless, and from somewhere nearby, the strains of string of pearls came drifting in with the night. Harold listened to the distant music for a moment, then he swung himself off the bed and padded across to the door. The lino was cold beneath his feet, and he hissed softly as he tiptoed from the bedroom, across the hall, to the door of his mother's room. A framed painting of George VI watched him impassively as he gently turned the handle and popped his head round. His mother was asleep. Her black hair smeared across her face in untidy patterns. Harold stood there for long seconds watching the steady rise and fall of her chest, almost coughing as the strong odour of lavender salted his nostrils. Finally, satisfied that she wasn't likely to disturb him, he gently pushed the door closed and tiptoed back to his own room. String of Pearls had been replaced by Moonlight Serenade when he got back, but he ignored the music, more intent on the task at hand he reached beneath his pillow and took out a box of swan Vesta's matches. Harold held them in his sweaty hand for a moment. Then he took hold of the glass jar. The crane flies began flapping about even more frenziedly as Harold began to unscrew the top, as if sensing freedom. When it was fully loosened, he held the jar before him, eyeing the insects closest to the neck of the jar. With lightning movements, he reached in and grabbed it by one membranous wing, simultaneously pushing the lid back in place. The insect tried to escape his grasp and, quickly, Harold pulled both its wings off. He did the same with three of its legs. The unfortunate creature was then dropped onto a sheet of newspaper where it tried, in vain, to scuttle away. Harold watched its helpless writhings for a moment. Then he picked up the box of swan vesters and slid the tray out, taking a match. It flared orange, and the smell of sulphur filled his nostrils momentarily. He bent lower, bringing the burning match to within an inch of the crane fly, which immediately began to wriggle more frantically. Harold pressed the tiny flame to one of its legs. Watching as the spindly limb seemed to retract, much like hair does when it is burned. The insect rolled onto its back, its two remaining legs thrashing wildly, its tiny head moving frenziedly. Harold burnt off another of its limbs, then pressed the spent match head against its slender abdomen. There was a slight hiss, and the creature's head and remaining leg began moving even more rapidly. Harold hurriedly lit another match. This one he held right over the crane fly, giggling when the stumps of its legs moved spasmodically as the flame drew closer. He dropped the match onto the insect, smiling as it was incinerated. Its body rapidly consumed by the flame, charred black by the tiny plume of yellow. A wisp of grey smoke rose into the air. When the match had finished burning, Harold took another and prodded the blackened remains of the insect. It merely disintegrated. Totally enthralled, Harold stuck his hand inside the jar and took out another of the crane flies. This one, he held by its wings, waving the match beneath it until all its legs had been burnt off. He twisted the wings so it couldn't fly away. Then he dropped it onto the newspaper and finished the cremation job with another match. For the last insect, Harold had reserved something special his pièce de résistance. He took a handful of matches from the box and, with infinite care and patience, built them up until they were stacked crossways.